You're now listening to The Co-op Podcast on thecoalition.com. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Co-op Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Billy Jr., and today I'm joined by Mr. Gary Acewaby. How's it going, Gary? It's going very good, thanks. Um, looking forward to this show because there's a lot to talk about, and I personally have a lot to talk about. So, um, yeah, this, this should be interesting. <laughs> Plus, we got, you know, a returning uh, member of the, the, the show, so that's all good. I- Absolutely. I agree 100%. Uh, and we are joined by Mr. Jake James Lugo. How's it going, Mr. Lugo? I'm doing good. I've been very busy. I've been posting up a lot of content on the website, doing a lot of things over here. So I'm glad to come back and see how everybody's doing. Absolutely. Glad to have you back. Um, and this is going to be a very uh, fun show today because uh, there's a lot to talk about. <laughs> so um, before we get into the actual topics going to just let everybody know what we've been playing and what we've been up to. So I'm going to go to you first, Mr. Lugo, because I know you've been away from the show for a while. So let everybody know what you've been up to and what you've been playing. So, yeah, there's a lot. So if you guys have been checking out the website frequently, you guys have been seeing me post up a lot of different reviews, unboxings, interviews, a lot of exclusives that I've been getting for us here on the website. That's why I've been away from the show for so long. Uh, one of my more recent exclusives that you guys could check out on the website right now uh, is my exclusive interview with Third Editions Publishing. They're the guys that make a bunch of different gaming-related franchise books that post up not only in Europe, but also now here in the United States. And the big exclusive I got with them was that I did a one-on-one interview about their upcoming Kingdom Hearts book. It's called The Legend of Kingdom Hearts, Volume 1. And uh, it's a part of a three-volume series that they're going to be doing. It comes out in December. Uh, here in the United States and North America. And I think it's also available in Europe, but it's not translated into English yet at the time of this recording. So by December, everybody will be able to have it in English. But I did a whole exclusive interview with them, written that you guys could check out. Very, very fun. Of course, talk about some of the unboxings that I did. I've been unboxing and giving impressions and reviews on a variety of different books and also other tech that you guys need to check out. I actually looked at an Avermedia condenser mic not too long ago, which was pretty good. Uh, It works for both mobile devices, also on your PC, you know, both your iPhone, your Android phone, as well as also like a tablet device and such. Very, very cool stuff that I got to check out from Avermedia. They sent that over to me to look at for you guys and unbox. Uh, Then, of course, the books that we got from Bitmap Books, which is a whole bunch of looks at like various different eras of gaming, including NES, SNES, Super Famicom stuff. Uh, Neo Geo, if you guys are fans of the King of Fighters or Metal Slug or Samurai Showdown, you guys need to check out my unboxing impressions of the Neo Geo Visual Compendium because it is a very cool book with a lot of awesome artwork from Shinkiro and a lot of the other SNK guys that I know a lot of you retro heads are really going to like. But of course, I want to also talk a little bit about some of the games I've been reviewing. There's a lot of big ones that I've been reviewing. A lot of big, long-time coming reviews that I've been dying to do for a long, long all time uh the big ones obviously uh resident evil 2 i did the review for resident evil 2 i got that a little bit early for us and i put it up on the website great game one of my favorite of the year thus far definitely well deserved of a lot of the praise that it's been getting including myself i think i gave it about a 90 out of 100 very freaking good and then also the other big one of course kingdom hearts 3 
Uh, a lot of you guys have known for a while, ever since I've been on the website, I've been doing a lot of Kingdom Hearts content over the years. And this one was a long time coming. This one was uh, a big game that I wanted to review, and I had a lot to say. So if you have not yet checked out my review of Kingdom Hearts 3, you really need to read through it. There's a lot of stuff that I dived into there. Not a lot of spoiler stuff. I tried to avoid spoiler content with the story, but there is a ton of stuff that I wanted to touch on that not a lot of other reviews were really commenting on, which I thought was funny, especially the reviews that were coming out very early uh, before the release of this game. But when I finally got it in hand and I marathoned through that game and played through it and took in everything that I had to offer, there was a lot of stuff I wanted to comment on that you guys need to check out and check out why I gave it the score that I gave it. It's a very interesting review and one that I was very happy to finally do within my career. So uh, besides that, there's other games I've been reviewing, of course. I reviewed the new Blaze Blue Central Fiction Special Edition on Nintendo Switch. I took a look at the Atari Flashback Classics as well on Nintendo Switch and a couple other games as well that have been all over the place that I've been checking out and reviewing and stuff. So there's a lot of content there. A lot of stuff for you guys to dive into. Hopefully, you guys have been enjoying all the stuff I've been posting up. But that's what I've been doing. And there's more to come very soon that I'll be able to talk about very, very soon. Absolutely. That sounds great. Uh, I would definitely encourage everybody to check out the interview as well as the reviews. Yes, excellent job on all that stuff as always. So uh, I would definitely encourage everybody to check it out if you haven't done so uh, already. Um. I'm going to go to you next, Gary. How about you let everybody know what you've been playing and what you've been up to? Um, So, I mean, as far as what I've been up to, not a whole lot. Like, my life is boring. I'm just a boring adult. All I do is work. And sometimes I play games. Um, So, in terms of what I've been playing, of course, Overwatch. Um, There's a lot I want to say about Overwatch, but I think I'm going to wait until uh, some of the other topics we have coming later on. But yeah, still playing Overwatch, still enjoy it um, very much. And the Overwatch League is returning this week, so I'm looking forward to that. And hopefully that will add some new excitement to the game and stuff like that. As well as maybe some new players and, you know, people who who get into the Overwatch lore and everything. So yeah, still enjoying that. Now, uh, the other game I've been playing will surprise you. It will shock you a lot. Uh, especially you, Rich. Um, so I'm, I'm waiting to see what your reaction is going to be. But I've been playing Mass Effect Andromeda again. So there, there's a reason. There's a method to the madness and why I've been playing that. Um, well, first of all, I have like a real deep interest in sci-fi at the moment because I am uh, I'm working on a project that's heavily sci-fi influenced and you know space exploration and all that stuff so i wanted to kind of play a game like that um and i thought it'd be interesting to revisit mass effect andromeda after two years because it's been two years since that game came out and just to see you know what went wrong what i actually didn't like about it and you know just see if my perspective changes um you know to any degree and uh, what I found is that uh, it's still a bad game. Like the writing, <laughs> the writing is like it's really terrible. Like when you compare it to the old Mass Effect games, the writing is so awful in this game. Like even just the stuff they say, the one-liners, it's just written so poorly. Um, but in terms of like gameplay and um, exploration and you know missions and things like that like there is some good in there um there's there's a lot of good in there like i like the progression 
I like the abilities, the skill tree, um, the, the research and development that you can do, um, collecting all the materials and things. Um, and some of the missions are actually, you know, really uh, fun and they're paced really well. It's just, I don't know, like the, the story, the characters, um, the animations at times, even though it's been fixed, like I can see the patch has fixed a lot of those issues, but um, it's, it's still just, it's not, you know, it's not perfect. It's not good. Um, and the writing is particularly very bad. Like that's where this game really falls apart. It's just so bad. Um, but yeah i mean somewhere within mass effect andromeda is a good game it's just i don't know maybe that particular team at bioware wasn't able to fully realize the vision that they had for the game um and you know because obviously it was another team who worked on the original games um and i believe if they were working on andromeda instead of anthem then we could have had something special but they were working on Anthem and, you know, we'll, we'll find out the results of that later this month, I guess. But, um, yeah, Andromeda, two years later, still, you know, still a hot mess. But um, that that's pretty much it for, for what I've been playing. Well, I have to say that you definitely are brave to go back and play that game again. Um, hopefully, uh, you know, you played this as a reminder of how bad uh, uh, Bioware can make a game and hopefully uh, Anthem is better than this <laughs> I'm sure it will be um, the thing is with Anthem it's like it's the type of game where storytelling isn't the main focus of that game like it's more so the, the missions and playing with your friends and things like that so if it, you know if you if you take those parts of Andromeda like and put them into Anthem like that's a good game basically because because with Anthem the storytelling doesn't even matter I mean obviously it's there and people who do want to get invested in it can probably string together some kind of story and stuff but I know personally when I go into that game I don't even care about the story because for that type of game it's, it's just the gameplay and playing with your fr the experience of playing with your friends uh, that's what matters to me the most in those games same with Division 2 um, I'm really looking forward to playing that game but not necessarily for the story um, I just want to play you know I just want a fun game to play with people so Anthem is that type of game so I think it will it will satisfy most people um, my only worry is that there won't be enough content um, and also I, I worry about microtransactions but if it's strictly cosmetics I'm just not going to buy anything anyway so that won't bother me um, but yeah we'll see what happens hmm. sounds good um, so as for what I've been playing and what I've been up to unfortunately uh, I haven't been, haven't been playing too much this week you know, I had a very busy schedule, um, so I am aware that uh, Apex Legends, that came out. We're going to talk about that a little bit later, as well as there's currently a Division 2 beta that's going on. We actually did a giveaway for, uh, so if for any reason you visited the website, but you weren't checking out the website later in the week, uh, you probably missed out on the opportunity to get a Division 2 beta code. But I can say that uh, we're actually doing a giveaway for Anthem right now. So if you haven't entered into that giveaway, I would encourage you to do so immediately because that giveaway ends early next week. 
Uh, so um, that's definitely worth looking into. But uh, as for what I have been playing, what I can mention is that I have been playing a game that is coming out this upcoming Friday. Uh, it's a game by the name of Metro Exodus. Uh, but obviously, I can't really say a lot about that because there is an embargo for that game. So I will say this. Um, definitely look for my impressions and my review uh, later this week. Uh, and I will definitely talk a lot about that game uh, next week on the next co-op, as well as announce the, uh, the winner of the Anthem uh, giveaway. So once again, if you didn't enter the giveaway, I would definitely encourage you to do so immediately because that form is definitely going down soon. So, But um, as I said, unfortunately, didn't really get a chance to play too much. i just been playing this uh, Metro Exodus game for a while. So definitely look forward to my, to my impressions uh in a couple of days, but uh, that pretty much covers what we what we have been playing, what we have been up to. So uh, we're going to go ahead and we're going to jump right into some of the topics for this week. Um, and the first topic actually uh, is one that uh, Mr. Lugo knows a ton of information about. Um, we do know that there is a Nintendo Direct that is coming up, so please feel free to enlighten us all, uh, Mr. Lugo, as to what the what what might be discussed at this direct all right sure so a lot of people have been all over the place with when's the next nintendo direct going to drop and understandably so because nintendo has not said anything about it like officially in any sort of capacity the last couple pieces of nintendo news that we did get was more about releases coming out on the eShop and other games that are like you know getting you know different tweaks and changes the biggest changes stuff to come from Nintendo recently was that they were going back to the drawing board with Metroid Prime 4. Now, that was obviously a big shock. I think that was a couple weeks ago, if I got my time frames like, correct. But since then, a lot of people have been saying that there's a new Nintendo Direct that's coming very soon. The problem is nobody could really agree on when the time frame is. So, as of recently... Uh, which is being reported by VG247, and they, they're saying that it's a rumor and stuff. On Reset Era, there's a person that's normally known for being an insider for Nintendo News called King Zell. He's usually been, uh, was it a good, reliable source on different things that are about to drop about Nintendo for various different reasons. And he's saying that the next uh, Nintendo Direct is going to be more focused on Metroid Prime stuff, but more specifically, a Metroid Prime trilogy for the Nintendo Switch. And he says that it's coming February 13th. Now, again... Not confirmed, not anything set in stone by Nintendo, which I really believe, and personally, for me, I feel like they should be a little bit more open about when they plan on doing this stuff. Uh, what is it? When uh, they actually have a chance to actually like give people a good chance and a good leeway. So that way all the speculation could kind of like stop, because nobody ever really kind of understands like what Nintendo does sometimes when it comes to like announcing and planning stuff. But... This is what he's saying. He's saying that we're going to get news about Metroid Prime Trilogy on Nintendo Switch, which sounds very cool. You know, it makes sense for Metroid Prime 4 to be coming to the platform. It'd be great for Nintendo to port those games over to the Switch so that way people could kind of refresh themselves with the trilogy before the fourth game comes out. He also says that there's going to be a Super Mario Maker 2 in the works that might get news. Uh, was it get uh, news announced about it? You know, like a reveal that it's in the works, as well as also Pikmin 3. Uh, and Box Boy ports to the Nintendo Switch, and also a new 2D Zelda being made, which I find very, very interesting. 
because number one, uh, a lot of people love Breath of the Wild, and I think that's going to be one of the mainstays of the formula for Zelda moving forward because that was a really big deal. But also, there is a big fandom for classic Zelda. You know, NES Zelda, Link to the Past Zelda, Link Between Worlds. I would even argue Spirit Tracks and some of the other DS games that still follow that same type of like 2D format or 2D formula. That'd be very interesting to have a new Zelda game on the Switch that's more in a traditional style rather than what we got with Breath of the Wild and not a 3D Zelda. That sounds very interesting. But again, all this stuff is very much speculation and it's very much hearsay and it's very much, you know, with a huge grain of salt. Now, the other thing that he did mention also is that they might also reveal the Pokemon RPG, or at least the next Pokemon game for Nintendo Switch. But I have no idea why that would be the case, because Pokemon Let's Go just came out not too long ago. That was like right around the corner not too long ago. So to announce and reveal a brand new Pokemon game seems a little bit weird to me. Seems like a little bit out of the way. But again, that's just my own opinion. I'm pretty sure you guys have your own opinions as well. So that's what we're looking at right now. I think that the good news, if this is true, Metroid Prime Trilogy on Switch, I think, is a great choice. I think it's a great option. The The possibility of a brand new Zelda that's 2D as opposed to 3D sounds very appealing to me. As far as everything else, it again, it's all over the place. More ports to Nintendo Switch are pretty good. I'm pretty sure, again, some people have their favorite games that they want to see come from Wii U over to Nintendo Switch. Uh, Super Mario Maker 2, again, up in the air. You know, something to me that seems a little bit random, but also makes sense because Mario Maker was a big success, both on Wii U and also on 3DS. Keep in mind, that also came out on 3DS uh, sometime afterwards. So those are just my thoughts on the matter. What do you guys think? Rich, Gary, I mean, any kind of weight to this? Any kind of good stuff for you guys on this? You want to go ahead first, Gary? Uh, I mean, not really. I mean, I I don't have uh, a lot of attachment to the Metroid series. Um, I'm I'm not a Zelda player, unfortunately. Uh, but one thing I do want to speculate about is if there was going to be um, a Mario Maker 2, what would they do that's different to the first one? Like, do you guys think maybe the next one would have like 3D uh, Mario levels and stuff no. like that? No, I don't think so. I think it's way too complex to get into that because at that point you're getting into a type of crowd that isn't really like the Nintendo crowd because the Nintendo crowd is very creative and they have a lot of stuff, you know, more along the lines of like what Super Mario Maker or even what like a little big planet could really kind of construct. People are very creative with what they could do. But then if you start getting into the 3D space, this is when you start getting into like Unreal Tournament territory or people that are like very savvy with Maya, Autodesk Maya and stuff. And I don't think that Nintendo really wants to open up that can of worms. I don't think that they have the the guts to do so, even though it might lead to some amazing things, some awesome stuff. I think that they're they're more focused on with that type of experience, making it very user-friendly and very simplified, even though they could get very complex in the types of stuff you can make. I think that at that point, you start implementing other aspects of like other uh, older Mario Frank games and franchises with where you could actually have different objects that people could place in there, have different types of constructions with the levels, or even just more items. Like the same game, just more items. That's what I feel like a Mario Maker 2 would more than likely probably end up being on Switch. It's just the same exact game with just more options available to you without much change to the, what's the actual you know game itself. Okay. Because, yeah, I mean, I have a lot of interest in... Uh mario maker so i i want to see what they do with the next one if they are going to make a next one because uh, the the first one seemed pretty cool pretty fun um i'm not sure how well received it was within the you know nintendo community but um it seemed like a a great idea to do that so i want to see what they do this time around because the, the first one was the first one on the switch i don't remember 
I think. No, the first one was on Wii U, and it later came to Nintendo, new Nintendo 3DS, where it was it had a couple little extra things that the Wii U version didn't have, like a couple little changes here and there. But it was very mild. It was essentially the same game. And okay. I know a lot of people. A lot of people said they wanted this game on Switch for a long time, ever since the Switch first came out. Okay, yeah, I, I think it would be a great idea to have it on Switch too. So then, like, you could build stuff on the go. Because um, sometimes, like, you don't want to like concentrate on a narrative-driven experience, like while you're on the go. But just to like mess around with a Mario level or something, that seems like a pretty good idea to do on your Switch. So that was, that's exactly what the new Nintendo 3DS version was. Basically, it was whatever that again having that experience portable. So that's exactly what the Switch could be, and only now it has the malleability to go between both portable and home. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm interested to see what they, they can do with that, to be honest. But that's pretty much it like, for me. How about you, Rich? Yeah, um, well, first and foremost, I, I do agree that uh, Metroid Prime Trilogy would be great for that to come to Switch. I know we, we already know that Metroid Prime 4... That is not coming for a long time. Um, so that'll be nice to keep people preoccupied. And I know that there was, uh, I believe it was an article that came out a couple of days ago that says that Nintendo has unannounced games releasing this year. So um, I don't know what else they <clears throat> can announce that would be new. I, I do think, um, as you guys already said, uh, Mario Maker is a great port. I can't think of any other uh, Wii U, uh, popular Wii U uh, games that uh, they can port over because I, I thought they've already done the majority of them. I know Mario Kart. I think I think has- of one that they should, even though it wasn't popular, and that was Star Fox Zero. That's one I said that should get a second chance uh, on Switch. Honestly, yeah. because that game, they tried to make it to a big deal. I remember that because we were there at that E3 when that game was coming out. I got to play the demo in the R-Wing, like the actual R-Wing that they constructed. And I always said that game was marred by the controls because of the simple fact that Nintendo wanted people to really latch onto the motion controls. If that game didn't have that and just played like a traditional Star Fox game, people would have loved it more. Oh yeah, that's a great. That is a great. Um, that's actually yeah a great a great pick. But I doubt they'll do it. That's the problem because of the response it got. It, it, it's a real shame because that game isn't all as bad as what we initially thought. Even though when I reviewed it, I scored it in like the low 70s, I think it was, because of that reason. Yeah, and, and, and I know they had uh, Star Fox was in that uh, Starlink game, that Ubisoft. Uh, exactly. Game. So, uh, well, I mean, we, we can see um, what, what, what I do think to, to, to go based off of that is I do think that you'll definitely see some more uh, collaborations between Ubisoft and Nintendo um, whatever it, whatever it else is that they actually work on I, I just don't know what uh, what's next for Nintendo but I you know it, there is some excitement to know that there is some unannounced game that is coming out this year that, uh, that there's going to be some unannounced stuff that we'll definitely see soon rather than later so I'm curious to know what that is but Rich, uh, let, let me ask you though, Rich, what do you think about this this Zelda news? Because this just came out at random, or at least that's part of that rumor, like that that this person that again is a reliable source for Nintendo, like leaks, is saying that we're going to get a two D Zelda this time, which it sounds like cool news, but it just seems a little random. Do you think that's actually true? I think um, that is possible. Uh, I, I, you know, again, I, I'm not sure if, the, if this is going to be a straight up new game or it's, or if it's going to be a port. 
Um, no, he's, they're I, saying new game. They're saying it's oh, a brand a new game. New, it's a brand new 2D Zelda game. That's what they're saying. So, so here's the question: uh, Did Bre- Breath of the Wild came out in 2016, right? Breath of the Wild came out came out in the launch year for Nintendo Switch. It was the it was one of the big launch games for the game, for the console. Ah, uh, okay. So, I know that that game was very widely received, and I know that you know they've gone on record saying that they definitely want to make a, they want to make more more Zelda games. So, uh, I, I think it will be too soon to see a sequel to that. But uh, this, I, I'm just trying to gauge if if they are having this other game come out, how long has it been in development? That's, that's a good question. And the thing is, is that the last 2D Zelda game prior to Breath of the Wild was Zelda Triforce Heroes. Now, I reviewed it for us on, on the Coalition website, and it was on Nintendo 3DS. And I didn't say, and I said that it wasn't all that great. It was it was okay for what it was. It was trying to be like the Four Swords, but it, with just three players and different types of puzzles and stuff. I don't want this 2D Zelda game to be like that. I want this 2D Zelda game to be like A Link Between Worlds, or at least something different along those lines because i felt that type of 2d zelda really resonated well with me and a lot of other people compared to what we got with triforce heroes i think that those triforce hero style games or four sword style games are like pushover games compared to the regular mainline zelda series because those those are the types of games that people enjoy to an extent but they want real zelda games that give you like full stories and stuff that could get added on to that zelda timeline and stuff even though it might not be a 3d zelda and it might not be like on the same level as breath of the wild they're still looked at as mainline zelda entries oh yeah absolutely um well i guess we'll just have to wait and see uh you know that yeah i I think it is very uh, interesting if that game is coming out this year or if it's just going to get announced uh that had to be in development for a while, so uh, I'm curious to know exactly what, what that is. Uh, but I guess we'll get an answer soon. But you did say uh, the Nintendo Direct we're getting this week is is solely February thirteenth. February thirteenth, they're saying February thirteenth. It is solely focused on Metroid Prime, or they didn't say any anything about. No, it. they're saying all the stuff we just talked about is supposed to be talked about or revealed in some way. So, in other words, we get the reveal of Metroid Prime trilogy for Switch, or talked about, you know, in, okay. in relation to Metroid Prime Four. Uh, we get talked about Super Mario Maker Two announced, I guess, or revealed, and then those other games, including the Pikmin Three port, as well as also the Box uh, Kid or the Box Cart game, uh, port Box Boy. Port as well as also a new 2D Zelda game talked about and a and a Pokemon RPG. That's at least what's being said right now, which seems like a lot for a random direct. You know, even though the I guess the main pull for that would be Metroid Prime trilogy. Mm-hmm. But I, the only problem that I see with that is that after announcing that Metroid Prime Four is going back to the drawing board and we're not going to see that for a while, to now follow up with more Metroid because isn't that just going to remind people that Metroid Prime Four is going to be so far away? Well, yeah. That, that absolutely will, definitely will, will remind people of that. Um, I guess uh, for those that care about Metroid, though, I guess they decided well, we, we still need to have some type of games. I mean, if, if they were going to do that, uh, I don't know if um, they could have released. Uh, I mean, because again, this is a game that's not coming out for a while. I, I'll be surprised if we if we see this game by the time that uh, the newer Xbox and PlayStation comes out. Um, but it's going to be a while before we see that. But uh, yeah, I'm 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 not I'm not really sure uh, as far as what they're going to do with that whole plan with that. But there's definitely going to be some type of news on that. But like I said, the trilogy is is good. 
to have, I guess, even though it's going to be a long time before we see a, a, a four, which is why I thought maybe they could have split out the releases, you know, if you wanted to release the first game this year, the second game next year, but the trilogy is, yeah, I think it's a good idea to, to do the trilogy. I guess uh, we'll just have to see what their long-term plans are. Um, one thing I, I did want to mention, because I just thought about this. Uh, well, you know, Nintendo, there is some stuff that is coming to the Switch that we do know about. We know that Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 is coming sometime this year. Hell so. yes. Hell yes. So see, there are some reasons to I love I love Marvel Ultimate. You guys know because I reviewed Ultimate Alliance one and two HD. Then when it got re released on PlayStation four for the website, I love Marvel Ultimate Alliance. That was an awesome surprise from the Game Awards, straight up. Oh yes, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. No one saw that coming. Uh, so that that is something that we can look forward to. But aside from the other games that that are coming, uh, I have no idea. Um, I guess we'll have to wait and see. I was going to ask. Uh, when is the last time we got a fire emblem? Is there going to be another one? Of that's another one. Remember, there's a there's another fire emblem that's coming to the Switch very soon. I think it, it, I forgot the name of it at the current moment, but it's a real fire emblem game. It's not one of the Warriors games. Ah, I rem- okay. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it, it is coming to Nintendo Switch. Remember, because they talked about it, they've had trailers for it. I forget. I can't remember the name of it right now. I gotta look it up. Okay. Well, see, that's that's something else. So they they, they definitely have a, a lot of things in the works. Um, I know. I know. Gary can't wait for uh, whatever that Pokemon game is. I, I, yeah, I, I got the name. It's called Fire Emblem Three Houses. Okay. Okay. Fire Emblem Three Houses is the full name. But they revealed that back at E3. Uh okay. Yeah. And, and it said, and, it, and they didn't. They, they said 2019, or they didn't say a release. I don't think they said it. I don't think they said a release because uh, uh, again, they, a lot of people are saying that there, there's no release date. Like, at least what I'm looking at now. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it drops this year. Maybe we hear more about it during the direct. That that's like something that I feel like that would be talked about more. Like stuff that we already know or that we've been shown. They want to mm-hmm. focus a little bit more on that, unless they're really mixing things up. This is why I, I'm a little suspect of a lot of this stuff that's coming from the quote unquote leak. But either way, you know, it's still a lot of good stuff to look forward to. Yeah, and, and, and just as you said, uh, I'm pretty sure they're going to save some of these announcements for the E3 uh, Nintendo Direct. Because uh, they got to have some type of surprises at that show. Also. Yeah, I just looked at I just looked at it now. Fire Emblem Three Houses is set for spring 2019. That's being reported by Polygon oh. from a while back. So that to me, why isn't that mentioned? Or at least you know, in part of that leak, if this leak is legit, why isn't something like that mentioned? Like where Nintendo will probably talk a little bit more about that since it's right before uh, March April, which is spring. Exactly. You know, no, you're right. You're right. Well, well, maybe they're going to have another direct. Uh... In another two months or so. I mean, I, I have no idea, but you make a very good point. They probably should be mentioning that if it's if it's going to be coming that that soon. But um, I have no idea. Um, and I was saying with, with Gary, uh, I know I, I'm very curious to see whatever this other Pokemon game is they're working on. I'll be, I'm very curious to see if this is finally going to be it to, to tell Gary, okay, I need to go get a Switch like the ASAP. Yeah. Um. Well, I I was uh, I need I need to hear more feedback about the Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu. But I didn't really hear too much about those games, and you know whether. Funny, funny enough, right? Funny enough. What did he say? No, I said, yeah, I said funny enough that we did, that we didn't hear a lot about that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Did you play it? No, I I tried to. Let me, let me put it that way. I tried to for, for us, but uh, didn't happen. 
okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I want to hear what the feedback is from uh, people who like Pokemon games, because I, I didn't hear anything. Usually there's some level of hype and, you know, discussion, and people always wanting to battle each other and things like that, but I really didn't hear that much about these games, so it has me skeptical about whether it's worth buying this system for those games, or if I should just wait for the next Pokemon game. So, I don't know, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, so we'll have to see how everything pans out. But uh, February thirteenth, um, looking forward to that. Yeah, that yeah, that Valentine's week for those out there. Uh, you know, if they, if they can't spend time with that special someone, they can spend time looking at what 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 what, what is all the latest games coming out. Cause there's a ton of games coming out this week as well. So, um, but yeah. We'll see what what happens before Nintendo Direct. I, I know I'll be lonely enough to to be watching that direct, so I'll be. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right, well, <laughs> hey, I, hey, I fully understand that. I fully understand that. But uh, hey, listen, that 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 that, that it, it'll be cheaper to watch that direct than if you was to take out uh, that special someone on a date. That, that that's that's for sure. So, <laughs> yeah, you may be right about that. Yes. So, uh, so yeah. Um, any 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 final thoughts on this topic before we move on to the next? No, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. All right. Well, yes, th- yes, th- yes. So, well, well, thank you very much, Google, for Mrs. Google, for letting us know about all this Nintendo Direct stuff. Because I, I all I heard was that there was some unannounced games that are going to get mentioned. So I, I'm curious to know what Nintendo has up their sleeve, and we'll find out soon. Yeah. So. uh the next topic of discussion, uh, since I know Gary is a PC head, he, he definitely has to talk about this topic because this is a topic that he brought to the forefront. So apparently uh, Steam Awards announced PUBG as their game of the year. So uh, I know that Gary is by far one of the biggest PUBG uh, fans on, on, on uh, you know who currently is working for thecoalition.com. So, so Gary, uh, I, I want to ask you, how, how did it feel to hear your favorite game get announced for uh, Game of the Year? Uh, no, it's not my favorite game at all. But, you know, <laughs> we, we, we don't have to spend too long on this topic. I just wanted to point it out because it's so hilarious. So, uh, basically, Steam has its own, you know, Game of the Year awards or awards system, you know, annually and, and stuff like that. And um, people actually get to vote during the Steam sales. Like, people can vote as well. Um, but the thing is, PUBG won Game of the Year on Steam for 2018. Now, 2018 was a year when PUBG was obviously declining. Like, their strong year was 2017. And we all know that in 2018, as much as I dislike the game, Fortnite was, like, the number one, you know, battle royale. That, like, that game took over everything gaming in 2018. So... That should be the obvious choice over PUBG. Now, there's obvious politics at play here because Fortnite isn't available on Steam. So, like, you can't get Fortnite from Steam. Um, So that's why they've gone with PUBG, you know, um, which is hilarious, like, to me. Because that game definitely was not Game of the Year. You could say 2017 PUBG was Game of the Year, but not 2018. Like, there was too many other things going on in 2018 for PUBG to win that. So, I just wanted to point that out. I I think it's funny that, you know, uh, just the obvious politics behind that. And, um, 
yeah, like, I don't, I don't understand why that was such a big deal in the news as well. But, yeah, I just wanted to point that out. That's it. But well, how do you, you guys feel about that, though? Well, I, I just I just want to say briefly that uh, we, 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 we know we know why it was in the news. Uh, I guess, you know, the, the Battle Royale thing is uh, very popular now. Um, PUBG, you know, this when this game came out, you know, a few years ago, um, I didn't understand the phenomenon of it, and then I played it a few times, and I was like, okay, uh, I understand why people are hyped for it, why they enjoy it, but uh, it wasn't really the, the most polished uh, battle royal experience that I have have had a chance to play through. Uh, but yeah, it, it is the phenomenon now, uh, and, and, I, and I did find it very entertaining when they had the whole lawsuit back and forth with Fortnite. Yeah, that, that to me, I, I just I couldn't stop laughing. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, listen. Steam Awards. I didn't even know that that this thing exists until you mentioned this today, Gary. Neither did I. Apparently, I never heard of these. (laughs) I thought I did not know. And when you told me it was done by Valve, it just made it even funnier. Yeah, trust me, a lot of people don't know about these awards. Like even people who have Steam don't don't know about this. So that makes it even more funny. Honest to God, I just I was as someone that's been there before PUBG officially came out, like even before it was on early access, because I remember going to PAX East, I believe, and pl- seeing and playing this game when it was really still kind of being shopped around to a lot of different places. I was never down with it. I just didn't see the appeal. I understand that the battle royal game type and the game style and the design is very popular now, especially and I think while a lot of that is due to PUBG starting to gain traction, I think really Fortnite took it to new heights. Even though PUBG is credited as the one that's really kind of like starting that whole uh, fad out in some way or form or fashion. But I just never thought this was ever game of the year material. I never thought that that was something that really should be pushed to the forefront. Remember when uh, the Game Awards were happening and I said that that game should have never gotten a nomination because Nier Automata that same year at the Game Awards deserved that nomination? I remember remember saying that constantly. And I always said that PUBG was one of those games that always looked unfinished to me. And it it was for the most part because it was in early access for a very long time. But even afterwards when it came out on consoles, people were saying like, yo, this game is just kind of trash compared to Fortnite, or at least what they're, you know, offering with Fortnite and the way that it's presented and a lot of stuff you could do and such. So I I don't see the appeal. I don't understand why Game of the Year or gets Game of the Year on the Steam Awards, whatever. People can have their opinions, but it is what it is. (laughs) I agree 100%. Yes. So, uh, on that note, uh, I look forward to seeing Apex Legends get uh, nominated for Game of the Year later this year. <laughs> hey, that that's very much possible. I would not be surprised. Like, again, we saw it with Fortnite. I would not be surprised with Apex Legends. If, again, the thing is that people tend to give these awards, to, or at least not everybody, but in some places to give these awards to games that become popular, not because they're of high quality, or at least defining what high quality actually is. They could be great games. And again, I'm not going to play Apex Legends, and I'm definitely not into Fortnite or PUBG like that. But when you're talking about saying some of these games are matching up to some of these other great titles that are coming out, like for example resident evil 2 remake came out this year granted it's a remake of an older game it feels like an entirely new game that just ups the ante on so many levels like you're really going to tell me that a game that feels like you know that's brand new just because it has more players playing it right now is a better game overall than resident evil 2 remake you know as far as like what it presents to the table again those are conversations i feel like a lot of people are not having or really not diving into because they just want to kind of quickly just get to what's popular what's popping right now but that's just my. That's a whole nother conversation. That's just my opinion. Oh no, you, you're 100 correct. Uh, yeah, we, you know, we we definitely are going to touch on 
Apex Legends a little little more here in in, in a few minutes. But uh, I agree 100. percent There are a lot of other games that uh, should be in that discussion. Um, but yeah, they, they, I I, I kind of feel like we will see this this be one of those games that does get a nomination. But uh, we'll, we'll we'll discuss that here momentarily. So before we move on, any final things that uh, either of you want to say about the Steam Awards and PUBG? Nope. Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Gary will have something to say later. Um, oh, yeah, I've got a lot to say later. Yeah, so uh, let's move on to the next topic. Before we get into Apex Legends, we, we have to talk about this, because uh hate to, 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 to deliver some, some bad news, but uh, this is something that I believe... I saw this story, uh, you know, I want to say earlier this morning before we was coming together to get ready to record the show. And I'm glad that Gary actually wanted to talk about this on the show because uh, I find this to be a very, um, well, it's, it's, it's unfortunate news, but it, it, this happens in the industry all the time. So, Gary, tell us what's going on with Activision Blizzard. Yeah, so um, I'm sure many people might have seen the headlines. Um, but, yeah, there, there's rumored to be some layoffs coming uh, within the next week, you know, in, at both Activision and Blizzard. Uh, of course, they're a joint company, but, you know, both uh, Activision and Blizzard operate independently, but um, they, they have the same shareholders and CEOs and things like that. So uh, it's like a merged, um, you know, company, basically. Um, so, yeah, there's rumored to be uh, layoffs within the hundreds, um, you know, so hundreds of people will be laid off at some point this week. And this, the sad thing about it is that many of these people are finding out about this through the headlines just like everybody else like everybody you know people who work in the company are learning at the same time as the public basically um and you know um those who are weekly listeners um you know you'll know that i've talked about the state of activision blizzard activision blizzard sorry i can't talk um, a bit over the past few months and the the inner conflict between the two entities um, and it seems like this is a growing thing and um, you know who knows what will happen at this point it's, it's probably going to trickle down to a lot of the the individual games such as Call of Duty, Overwatch uh, WoW um, you know and we've seen um, with uh, what's that game called? Uh, the, the MOBA uh, I forgot the name, but they completely cancelled... Her Heroes of the Storm, I think it is, right? Yeah, Heroes of the Storm, that's it. Yeah, um, they completely cancelled the uh, the esports league for that game. Um, and it's because the company like has been instructed to cut down on spending money. Um, and the reason this, like a lot of people are outraged over this is because they've had a lot of new executives at the company... And when these executives are hired, they're giving they're given like ridiculous bonuses, like in the millions, like for just for signing with the company. So, you know, to compensate for those bonuses, they instruct, you know, uh, the different teams at Activision and Blizzard to stop spending as much money. But at the same time, they want them to make more IPs um, and put out more games and stuff like that. So that presents an inner struggle and um, it creates a lot of complications with the teams and the actual games suffer so uh, lately the overwatch community has really been suffering like 
uh, the game is kind of getting a bit stale, some people think. Like, not me personally. Me personally, I still love the game. But a lot of people and people that I play the game with consistently, they feel like the content is getting stale. When there's a, an event, it's always the same thing. And, you know, just a few new skins, basically. Um, so, yeah, a lot of this is trickling down to, you know, um, the players and their enjoyment of, of these games. Uh, even with World of Warcraft and the the recent expansion that just came out, a lot of people were unhappy with that, you know. And uh, I mentioned that there's there's a like Activision specifically is putting a lot of pressure on Blizzard to come out with more game releases and more new IPs and things like that um, because you know that's Activision's philosophy. They like to put out you know more games every year and and stuff like that. Um, so who knows like this situation will get worse and worse uh their stocks have been plummeting for a very long time so it could even be that they know something on the inside that we don't because even executives at the company have been selling off shares of the company and, and things like that so um yeah like we, we gotta watch what's going on with activision blizzard closely because um something is going on there behind the scenes and me personally, I hope it doesn't affect things like Overwatch League, which is about to start because that league burns a lot of money. I know that for a fact. But at the same time, they have uh, they have some big sponsors and I, I believe Coca-Cola just signed a sponsorship deal with Overwatch League. So maybe that is self-sustaining because of the sponsors. But, um, but yeah, there, there's a lot of inner conflicts going on at Blizzard. Activision and Blizzard so uh, this is something we have to watch closely and I just want to say you know whoever gets laid off like I my, like my thoughts are with all of you like it's always bad to hear stories like this when people are getting laid off you know losing their jobs and things like that uh, this is nuts oh 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 it, it absolutely is uh, how, how, how about you go next Mr. Google? All I was going to say was that this is nuts. And it seems like a lot of companies over the last, like, between 2018 to 2019, seem like they're going through a lot, a lot of financial trouble or going through a lot of trouble where things like this are going to happen. With Activision Blizzard, I wouldn't think that this would be the case because obviously there's a lot of good mindshare with places like Overwatch and everything else that they have going on. You know, Activision Blizzard, especially Activision with the Call of Duty brand and a lot of other things that they get associated with and stuff. I really do think, though, you know, to, to what you were saying, Gary, that a lot of this stuff with the layoffs and everything else will affect a lot of those other things like Overwatch League in some way. Maybe not in a huge way because, like you said, they have sponsors and they have a lot of, like, big events and a lot of uh, a huge following uh, for the stuff that they do. But I still feel like when things like this do feels the need to take care, uh, uh, not take care, but like to cut off a lot of their employees, you know, just to kind of either save money or to uh, manage their resources and stuff. Very big reason. And usually everything that's associated with that company gets affected in some way. Uh, We've seen this a lot with various different companies. Look at what's happening now with GameStop. Perfect example what's going on right now which is still developing as it is but for as far as activision and blizzard uh here's hoping that a lot of those people that are going to get cut off very soon uh land on their feet or at least land in places where they could go to and and be a little bit much more sustainable it sucks especially when you have to find out you know at the last minute that you're about to be let go that is a real shame that's horrifying for a lot of people 
yeah and i think what's worse about it is like the, the the people who are being laid off they don't know for certain that they're being laid off yet like they just know that the news is out there that layoffs are coming so it's like the the not knowing uh that you know whether you're going to be fired or you know continue with the company like that's the worst part like so you know it's sunday today so there's probably people you know sitting at home thinking damn am i going to get laid off tomorrow at work like i blame activision for that i i solely blame activision and the heads for that because that's a terrible way to handle this thing because they could do damage control and control the messaging so much better when it comes to that stuff rather than just leaving employees in the dark because i think that they're also worried that it's going to get out to the press and they're not going to be able to control it anyway but just leaving everybody in suspense like that i think is a lot worse yeah for sure and um this also you know it it's very telling about the state of some of these corporations because it's like you know the 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 higher ups the shareholders the ceos it's like they want all these bonuses they want you know they want to be making profit each year on their investments but they don't care about the individuals that work in their companies and also the gamers you know like they don't care about what we actually want they just want to keep you know forcing things out for us to buy and you know the they they never consider the quality of these things or you know what we might actually want as a gamer to purchase so and and that's you know that's what's really unfortunate uh i agree a hundred percent with everything that you both said i I did want to make a quick comment before i i dive into that topic um i i I, there was some other news that came out this week It, it, it is sort of i guess you could say activision related to a certain degree but not entirely and that is that uh michael condry who you know him and glenn schofield they found sledgehammer games who worked on call of duty world war ii you know he left the company earlier this year but he actually now is with 2k will take to interactive working on a new studio with 2k so i thought that was interesting that that news also came out because um I don't know, you know, obviously they said that they, you know, they, they, him and Glenn Schofield, they found this sledgehammer game. But they decided to, you know, that they wanted to leave the company and they wanted to pursue another venture. So I don't know if they knew because they were, they did work on Call of Duty World War II. I don't know if they had any thoughts about stuff happening at Activision, which is why they decided that they wanted to leave. But, uh, yeah, it's just, there's no telling with that situation. But in regards to the people getting laid off, yeah, I never like to hear that that stuff. I know we got the news of Telltale and what you mentioned, Gary, about not knowing people. You know, you hear something. Well, well, in the ca- in the case of Telltale, they didn't hear absolutely anything. That literally, where they just walked into the office on a Friday and they said, "Okay, uh, we hope that you have a good weekend, but don't bother coming back because mm-hmm. the company is is over." You know, yeah, you know. So that that I think is a horrible situation in general because you can't really plan for anything. Um, so in the case of the people that heard this news or this, you know, rumor, I guess you can say until it's official, it's, it's not, it's not a good situation to be in to have that type of fear and stress. Uh, so we'll have to see what happens ultimately with Activision Blizzard. There definitely is some stuff going on over there. Um, I did want to mention very, very briefly because you mentioned a lot of the things happening in the industry. You know, we, we know every time stuff happens with people they're getting laid off or they're just having issues with their jobs i wanted to ask uh, you both if you had any thoughts on 
because we and you spoke about this, Gary, earlier this week. Do you have any thoughts on what is happening or what has happened to machinima and school attack? I have a lot of thoughts on that and, and for a number of different reasons because I know people that are machinima partners, some of which are still or were still machinima partners leading up to this. Uh, it's a damn shame because it is a... Uh, it is the the end of an era, quote unquote, for a lot of people because uh, as for all most of us that have been around with YouTube since the very beginning, or at least close to the beginning as you could get, uh, Machinima was a huge deal amongst content creators and stuff, and that's fine. But also, you got to keep in mind this is also the same company that really mishandled a lot of their partnerships with a lot of their different content creators for various different reasons or another. Uh, they're also really mismanaged a lot of their stuff. Uh, behind the scenes and also again oh, the way that the industry was changing it was just time for a lot of people to move on from certain MCNs especially when you feel like you're not getting your due as a creator or just as someone that creates content online so it was inevitable things like that are inevitable especially when there's huge shifts in the industry like I mentioned before GameStop is one that's going through that right now like literally because of a number of different factors so as far as Machinima is concerned it is what it is you know, hopefully people that are breaking away from that and also that are losing money from that, you know, can land on their feet and also get things settled up. Hopefully it doesn't end up being like some of the other, uh, what is it? I think it's the five media that was also another one that is going through some trouble that really screwed over a lot of content creators one way or another because of the money that they owed and that the money that they were taking from their creators that were underneath them. It's a really messy situation all around for a lot of these companies, so... Again, who hopefully again relating it back to Activision and stuff. Hopefully, the people there land on their feet, and it's not as bad as like some of these other like endings of companies. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's it's definitely you know an end of an era, and that's uh, is sad. Um, I think with those huge changes that YouTube made last year, that really changed the game in terms of you know those uh content networks um and you know when youtube made all those changes that even affect uh, affected us you know because we was with one of those uh content companies so um i think you know it's just being able to adapt to that um is it's difficult because so many people put their faith in youtube like people they they were like their whole livelihood was being made on youtube you know um and you know in terms of gaming specific content machinima was like a big deal and, and so many people that we know in the industry were a part of that and now you know those people have to adjust or and you know it it will also like it depends on your viewership like if you were making like millions of viewers and subscribers and things like that you're probably still okay and you can uh move to another content network um, but you know for outlets like us we've had to you know change to uh, directly to youtube so you know all of our youtube income is coming from google now um and that's you know making a big impact on everything because uh, you know it's just it's just not how it used to be you know um people aren't making what they used to be off of off of youtube and unless you're like super famous already or you have a super huge following already um, and then you have celebrities coming into YouTube and covering games and things like that. And, you know, the, the guys who have been putting in work for years, like your videos aren't even getting suggested alongside these celebrities, you know, who are talking about gaming and things like that. So there's so many, so many internal politics um, within YouTube that's affecting these sort of content 
networks and um, it's unfortunate but it shows you the scary world we're moving into where we're so reliant on these services now and you know whenever something changes within these services that could just be your livelihood right there just gone you know um, so that's just the world we live in unfortunately hopefully you know there will be more places that you can spread your content and get viewership I know Patreon has been a, a big help with this uh, for you know uh, content creators and things like that because they have another uh, source of income that they can rely on but um, yeah I don't know like it, it's sad to see Machinima go especially because you know whenever we've been to E3 like you know they've always been such a big presence there as well um, and you know even people affiliated with them um, so just to, to see them gone it's like wow it's like a big change you know so it's a shame oh yes yeah I agree um, so in regards to Activision Blizzard uh, I do wish those who are impacted should these layoffs happen I, I hope they are able to find other opportunities but um, yeah it's an unfortunate situation I hear too much too many stories in this particular industry about uh, people losing jobs so this is uh, not a good situation but uh, we'll see what happens with this because obviously it, it this is something something that's still developing, so we have to see what ultimately happens. But hopefully, those that aren't impacted, they're able to land on their feet and not have any other issues. Yeah. So, any final thoughts before we move on to the next topic? Nope. Okay, uh, I'm going to take a quick minute to give a shout-out to... Uh, we have someone in the chat by the name of Annabelle. Uh, someone who really enjoys Apex Legends. So we need to talk about Apex Legends here for a quick second. Um, there was news that came out that it already has 10 million registered players and 1 million concurrent players. Uh, and as was already mentioned uh, earlier in the show, I made the comment of, this will probably be a game of the year contender. Uh, <laughs> depending on which award show you decide to, uh, to watch. So first and foremost... I'm going to start with you, Gary, because I saw you, you talking about this game and that you mentioned that a lot of people who play Overwatch are now playing this game. What are your thoughts on Apex Legends and the fact that it literally released this past Monday and already has this many uh, active players? Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, big shouts to Annabelle. Uh, she's from Melanin Gamers. So go follow on Twitch and Twitter and everything. Um so yeah, Apex Legend, um, as Annabelle pointed out in the chat, it seems a very diverse game in terms of, you know, the legends that you can, you know, uh, select. Um, I believe you have to buy some, so I'm not sure if they're all available at the start. But um, yeah, like, I, I like the presentation of the game. It looks very good. Eventually, I will play it. I just haven't got around to it yet, and I'm so invested in Overwatch that, you know, I'm, I'm usually playing that. Um, now, yeah... And speaking of Overwatch, a lot of the people that I play with, because I have a, a pretty tight-knit group that I'm always playing with, um, and a lot of them have been migrating to Apex Legend. You know, like one of the one of the main people I used used to play with, they've shifted over to Apex. They're playing it right now, actually, instead of Overwatch. They they would always be on Overwatch, but they're on Apex Legends right now. Um, 
and a few of the other people that I play with on there from time to time, they're all moving over to Apex Legends. And um, it seems to me like when EA was making this game, or Respawn, if you will, um, I, I think that was a conscious decision to kind of, um, you know, make it appealing to people who like Overwatch because I see that in the game, you know, each uh, legend is individual in how they their, their abilities work and I believe they have ultimates and things like this, which is very much like Overwatch. Um, so, and even just the way the game is designed... I could see how it would really appeal to somebody who plays Overwatch, you know, like it, it's, it's like they're saying, hey, if you like Overwatch, come and play this, you know, like, um, so yeah, I, it's going to be interesting to see how many people shift from Overwatch to that game, because even, um, I follow this YouTube channel called Your Overwatch, who, you know, they, they post daily videos about Overwatch and things like that, even they have a video about Apex Legends. And they're an Overwatch channel, so um, that's pretty bizarre, right there. So, yeah, um, evidently I'm gonna have to give it a try at some point. Um, and like I said before, you know, in terms of Overwatch, the game is starting to get a bit stale and stagnant in terms of content. So a lot of people who have been frustrated with the game are going to seek something new eventually, and this seems like you know perfect time. So. Um, yeah, I, I expect those numbers to, to actually grow because this game has been the talk of the town uh, this week. It's been a lot, been in a lot of headlines. There's been a lot of discussion about it in the Discord channels I'm in. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to grow. And apparently, like within 24 hours, they already had like 2 million registered players, you know, so that's a big deal right there and you know now they have 10 million registered users and 1 million concurrent players which is huge so yeah i think this game is going to keep rising to be honest with you um and i guess they might have a hit here now whether it's gonna dethrone fortnite i'm not sure um that game seems to you know whenever i go on twitch fortnite is still like there's still tons of people streaming fortnite so I don't know what you know what's going to happen with those two uh but yeah I, I think apex legends will steal a lot of overwatch's player base to be honest with you um so yeah and i don't know it, it looks good though it looks good i'm, I'm definitely going to check it out at some point all right uh i i i want to ask if mr Google has any opinions on the game because i did see there's some questions that that some people asked in the chat i'll, I'll get to that but Mr. Lugo, uh, you have any thoughts on Apex Legends? To be honest with you, not really. I mean, again, it, it feels like a lot of this Battle Royale bubble is going to burst at some point because there's so many games that require you to put a lot of time now these days between Apex Legends now, Overwatch, Destiny 2 is still around. Uh, I'm trying to think also Fortnite, people also playing PUBG, uh, and many of the other games that are all built in a similar type of uh, design, whether it's like, you know, you have to put a lot of time over over a long period with your friends and stuff. I feel like people are going to really burn out on this at some point. Uh, and I'm pretty sure we got more on the way, you know, eventually. But for me right now, I haven't played Apex Legend, and I, I just don't have any plans to do so because there's a lot of other games for me to play at the moment rather than spending time with one long game. Yeah, uh, I, I totally understand that. Um... And I'm actually going to start there. There are a lot of games uh, out. 
I know this week in particular, man, I mean, there was, of course, there's a Devil for a Devil May Cry uh, 5 out right now. We, they, the, the, the Division 2 private beta for those that were able to actually get in. And then, of course, you have Apex Legends. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's out. So it's hard to really gauge and make time to play all of this stuff. I know with Apex Legends, I have already downloaded the game on Xbox. I just haven't had a chance to play it yet because I've been playing all these all these other games. But uh, I definitely am going to check it out this week. But uh, to answer a question in the chat that was asked by uh, Big Daddy Double X, uh, asked, "Will Apex Legends be a contender throughout the year, or will it die in three months?" I think, just as someone to answer that question first, I, I think it all depends on how Re- Respawn actually supports the game. Um, I mean, if they if they obviously have a content plan, I would think as to what they're going to continue to do because. They had said that they're going to continue to add stuff to the game, so on and so forth. So I guess it depends on what their rollout schedule is when they actually release this stuff. Because if they are updating this game with content at the same time a major release comes out for another game, uh, then other people may just decide to play that other game. Then it also depends on what other games are coming out this year. We do know that this Battle Royale craze is still going on. Um, and um, that uh, for for perfect example, we know the battle royale thing is still coming to Battlefield, uh, another game that a lot of people haven't really said any positive things about, not really too many positive things about. But uh, yeah, battle royale is still coming to that, and then of course there's still other games that are going to have this feature as well. So we have to wait and see ultimately um, whether or not. You know what their plan is for this the long, on a long-term scale, and then pretty much what whatever, whatever else happens in terms of the competition. But do I think it's going to remain a contender? I think uh, for for now, yes, because it is a free game. I think that is one of the main reasons why a lot of these numbers are as high as they are. Because if you told me that this game was sixty dollars, I don't think everybody would go out and buy this game. But because it is a free-to-play game. Uh, I think that definitely is a lot easier for someone to jump in and try it out as opposed to having to spend money and actually play the game. So uh, we'll just have to wait and see. But um, Gary, you had any, anything else you wanted to say in, in, in regards to that particular question that was asked? Uh, yeah, because it's interesting for me because one of the, my predictions at uh, the first episode we recorded this year was that the Battle Royale was going to kind of uh, decline like fall off a little bit but now we have this apex legends and to me from what i see of it it looks like they they've actually added some innovation like they um you know added some fresh things to the battle royale experience in terms of you know um heroes that do different things and um ultimates and you know things like that like um stuff like that adds uh you know a bit of originality to it um so you know that's gone to show that you know you can have a lot of different uh different features and things that you can add to to make it fresh and make it continue to be fun and exciting so uh do i think it will still be here in three months i definitely do the free-to-play aspect has a, a lot to do with it um, you know, PUBG, you, you had to buy that game, you know, before you could play it. Um, and there's a lot of Battle Royale games out there now, 
but there's also uh, a good majority of them that you have to pay for still before you play them and that that creates a barrier to where those games cannot compete with Fortnite, you know because if you can just go and download Fortnite on any device you own like you know people are going to continue to play that so apex legends you know that game you know is it it could definitely contend with Fortnite or be the number two battle royale game um and even just being number two is a big deal so i think uh i think this game is going to continue to be out there for for a little while because there's a lot they could do with it they can add new characters and you know things like that so um i think we'll still be talking about it in three months to be honest um especially the it's, it's had such a great response in in the first week alone um and i don't see that momentum dying down instantly but saying that you know like you said rich there are some some other pretty big games coming out like uh, anthem and the division so it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see if if those numbers do decline when those games come out you know uh but i think some people will still be playing just because it is free and you know anthem and the division 2 are big investments you know if you want to play those long term and get all the content and things like that so yeah absolutely yeah so uh any final thoughts before we move on to uh the final topic for today uh no that's it okay so uh there was some other news that came out this week and i'm going to say a lot more on this a little bit later but uh one of the stories that we know that came out this week was microsoft basically they're, they're supposed to have a you know, I guess an upcoming, uh, I guess you could say a presentation at GDC, uh, where they were going to mention that they want to bring Xbox Live to Switch, iOS, and Android. They're trying to expand the range of the amount of devices that you can have Xbox Live on. They're working on the SDK right now for that. So, um, I'm going to go to Mr. Lugo first because I believe he, he did want to say something on this particular topic. So, Mr. Lugo, the floor is yours. Yeah, I just think that it's a little bit weird, uh, especially for Nintendo to allow an, an app like this on the eShop or at least on the Nintendo Switch. Because like any other company, and PlayStation is notorious for this, where they want people to be in their own ecosystem. And it makes sense. You don't want people to ha- go have some sort of thing or any sort of connection to a competing platform on your own platform when you want them to use your own stuff. Uh, you don't want people to go subscribe to Xbox Live when you want them to use uh, Nintendo Online. It only makes sense. The thing about this is that apparently this is supposed to be that same type of app that's on Android devices and also on some Windows PCs and even on iOS devices where you could connect to your Xbox Live account, you could look it up and all this other stuff. But it just seems like out of character for Nintendo to let that be or to let that actually be on there. And you can notice this also because there's no reports of it being on PlayStation at all, on PlayStation Network, like allowing that. And to me, that makes sense because why the hell would PlayStation want to have an Xbox related app on their platform on their consoles they want people to be using playstation stuff so for nintendo being the stubborn company that they can be sometimes an old school japanese mindset japanese businessman mindset why do that unless there's some other stuff that's going on behind the scenes that we just don't know about you know something crazy but this just seems really out of whack for me who knows it could be some real good stuff it could be fine it could be totally an innocuous thing but it just seems really out of character for nintendo 
Yeah, I, I totally understand that point of view. Uh, Gary, you, you have any thoughts on this particular uh, news? Yeah, I mean, well, there's no games on Xbox, so all people can do is talk. So it makes sense. For to... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had to get the jokes out the way first. But um, on a serious note, um, like, I think, I think Microsoft has an objective here because right now um, we're seeing Discord be like this universal communications um, service that connects people like you know uh no matter what you have like it's on ios um it's on pc is i I don't i'm not sure if it's on consoles actually Uh, they might have an app i'm not sure but um but discord is trying to be that universal communication system so you know whether you're playing a game on steam or you're playing on console even you know you can talk to your friends on there like you know i could talk to someone who's maybe playing ps4 or something and you know we can connect through their phone while i'm playing on my pc and i'm talking to them from my pc you know um so i think microsoft is trying to do something like that to where they can connect all gamers you know like no matter what system you're playing on now i don't think sony is ever going to allow this so they can rule out you know this app being on ps4 but um it seems like phil spencer is really trying to be friendly with other gaming companies you know sony and and nintendo and everyone like i think they just want you know they want to get in that space where they're not um super competitive but they're also benefiting from the audiences of these other platforms so you know um and let's let's uh paint a picture here so imagine you know, somebody is on Xbox playing uh, Crackdown Free or PUBG or something, you know. Um, and then, you know, somebody is on their Switch. Maybe they're playing Portable somewhere. And, you know, they're, they're in a party chat together. You know, uh, they're all in a party chat. And maybe there's like three, three people in that party chat playing Xbox and they're playing the same game. Whether it's Crackdown or PUBG or Fortnite or whatever. That person with the Switch is playing, you know, maybe uh, Legends of Zelda or whatever. Um, And, you know, the conversation gets so intense between the people on Fortnite on the Xbox that the guy with the Switch is like, okay, I need to get in on the action. So he fires up his Xbox and joins, you know, his team to to play Fortnite. So this is a real beneficial move with for for Xbox, you know, um, if they can manage to do this now. JJ raised a good question, you know, why would Nintendo allow it? What's in it for them, you know? Um, and that is a good question. It's a valid question. Why would they allow this? Um, I think for Nintendo, um, they're really starting to understand, uh, you know, the mindset of uh, where things are going. And I believe they want to open up their platform to more companies and you know more third-party people you know so uh perhaps i don't know this could be a way for them to you know um appeal more to to westernized gamers um and you know just open up their platform and become more modern and more with the times maybe uh maybe they feel like more people would get switch you know um if they felt like there wasn't a barrier or you know something like that i don't know but um there isn't much benefit for them to be honest that, that i can see 
But if Microsoft can make a valid case for this app to exist on the Switch, this could be a big deal for them um, and their plans and what they're trying to do in the long term. So, Honestly, I, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think that there's going to be something else that we just don't know about because it's not like Nintendo to just allow that. American based company because Whoa. there's an unspoken rule in uh was it in Japan uh with Japanese businessmen is that you don't do stuff like that with foreigners. It's just the way it is. It's been like that for many, many years. We even saw that become a thing during the console wars when Nintendo kind of screwed over Sony when they were gonna make the Nintendo PlayStation back then. That was something that did come up. And Nintendo's very, very old fashioned like that. So there's gotta be some other thing related to this. That is why this is becoming a thing with Nintendo Switch specifically. Because if it really was for them to be so open like that with, uh, you know, working with other like entities like that, which they've done in the past with like places like Apple and such, I feel like they they wouldn't be the first ones to really do this. I feel like PlayStation would because they're a little bit much more in the same type of mindset or uh, airspace when it comes to other platforms or other companies like that, like Microsoft, etc. So it just, just feels weird to me. It, it just feels very, very out of character for them. And there's something that we're missing that we just don't know about that we'll probably hear about later. Or again, this could be just totally innocuous and it just is something that just has no importance whatsoever, but they're just allowing on there. It's just very, very weird overall. Well, or maybe there's some, you know, uh, behind the scenes exchange here where, because uh, we know there's issues with, um, That's what with, I mean. with the Switch's uh, communications and things like that. So maybe they're appealing to Microsoft to help them with that because Microsoft have a long history of being a networking company um, and, you know, things like that. So and, and they understand networking in a way that maybe, maybe Nintendo might not. So maybe Microsoft are helping them with that behind the scenes in exchange for, you know, uh, them allowing them to put their app on the system. It could be something like that. I feel like we're going to, at some point, that might be, like, in connection to this. But we just don't know what it is right now. It's just, again, it's, like I said, it's just so out of character for them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. It's very out of character. But I, I feel like Nintendo has been trying to get more with the times and be more modern and more understanding of, you know... Uh, the way things are in the West and things like that. So, I don't know. Maybe this is part of their approach to, you know, to grow as a company. Who knows? Any thoughts, Rich? Yeah, I mean, I mean, ultimately, we'll see what happens with this. I mean, I know, like, like that initial report said that uh, they're going to have some type of GDC discussion on this, on what they're, I guess, what they're doing with Xbox. Uh, so I, I I also believe that there, there's something going on with Nintendo, sure. But uh, to some extent, I just feel we just have to wait and see what that ultimately is. The only other thing that I was going to comment on is that I, I did see the inside Xbox show that they had on February 5th. And I have a few comments to make about that show because I saw the one they had in Mexico City. Uh, wasn't really a fan of that one in Mexico City. I do think uh, some of the announcements they had at this one were, were pretty noteworthy. Um, obviously, uh, you know, Matt Booty did come out on the stage and said that now Microsoft Studios is now going to be called uh, Xbox Game Studios. Uh, and I did see right after that announcement, people were speculating, well, does that mean that it's possible any of these titles that they do in the future, they may actually do some third-party stuff as well? I, I mean, I don't know about that. I doubt, I doubt that, but... Uh, 
if they are planning to make Xbox more than just the console, like a service you're providing to others, then yeah, that is a possibility. But until I know what their long-term plans are, I can't really say that, uh, you know, for, for sure, for sure. Um, and one other thing that they did announce is that they did announce that they're going to be having a Halo event. Uh, I guess yeah, it's called Halo Outpost Discovery, where they're going to be having different events throughout different parts of the world where you basically can bring a loved one or your family to basically get a tour of it's basically this designed to give people an overview of what the halo universe is like so there's a lot of different things they would have uh you know for people of all ages so i think that's interesting um there wasn't really any information about the next halo game on that particular, you know, you know, you know, inside Xbox. So I'm, I'm assuming that E3, they'll talk more about that game. Um, and the final thing I did want to mention <laughs> at walking away from this particular uh, event is that um, they really showed a lot of Crackdown 3. They had Terry Crews have an interview as well talking about Crackdown 3. Uh, I just want to say this right now. Uh, I have not played Crackdown 3 yet, but I have to say... Um, Man, I wasn't too impressed with what I saw of Crackdown Three. <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, listen, the game could be a lot of fun, but man, it just—I remember, I remember Agents of Mayhem and how repetitive that game was. Except for Agents of Mayhem, based on what I played of that game, it, it had a, some charm to it, even though it was highly re- repetitive. I don't really know what to expect with this game. You know, they showed the trailer, a bit of a story trailer. Uh, and how it starts off really, really funny, and then all of a sudden it gets serious because of something that happens in the trailer. So I'm curious to try it out. Obviously, I will definitely talk about it next week because it is coming out on the 15th. So everybody who has Game Pass will be able to download this game and start playing. So by the time we record the next co-op, I'll definitely have some thoughts on Crackdown 3. Um, but based on what I've seen so far, I am not really impressed with this game. And I would be surprised if... Um, it actually does get does does get a lot of great review scores, but to be determined, I guess. Um, but yeah, I was not impressed with what I saw, and I will give a shout out to Mister uh, Edward Velasquez because he says it's going to be his game of the year, so he has high hopes for it, as I guess he should. But uh, I mean, I have to play it, but I, I was not impressed with what I have seen so far. So <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what the response is. Uh, when is that game out? Is it this week or? or yeah, 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 yeah. This week, and, and that's the other thing. It's coming out literally on <laughs> at the worst time because all of these games are dropping. That game, Jump Force, Metro Exodus, in uh, Far Cry New Dawn. All of these games are coming out on the exact same day, the fifteenth of February. So uh, I'm very curious to see. You know, we get into the February MPDs, who was actually going to be at the top of that list because, man, there's a lot a lot of stuff coming out. And then, of course, next, the week after next is when Anthem comes out. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's, that's coming out. So people will be very busy if they do decide they want to pick up a game. They have a lot of options to choose from. So we'll see. We shall see, indeed. Yes, yes. But, uh... Any final thoughts uh, before we get ready to wrap up the show on this particular topic or anything related to Inside Xbox? That's pretty much it for me. Okay, awesome. So uh, we thank you all for checking out today's show. Um, 
I would definitely encourage you all to, as I mentioned at the beginning of this show, if you want an opportunity to win Anthem, definitely fill out that form uh, ASAP because that will be going down. Uh, I, by the middle of the week, it will not be. It will won't be able to enter it anymore. So fill out that information, and then next week on the call, we will announce the winner of that particular giveaway. Um, but yes, thank you for all your continued support. Uh, as for shoutouts, uh, Mr. Lugo, I'm gonna let you go first. Uh, yeah, just shout out to everybody that's been checking out all the stuff on the website, everybody that's been leaving comments, liking the actual post, and hitting us up on social media. I appreciate it. Always appreciate the support from you guys. Uh, shout out to Bitmap Books also, because they had sent me a couple of the books to review for everybody and to do as far as, you know, the unboxing is concerned. A uh, big shout out to them because they sent us like four books to look at and we were able to get four separate reviews for you guys. Uh, and, you know, that's just been interacting with me stuff on social media you know really appreciate all the support and stuff and hopefully we get to do some more cool stuff for you guys very very soon i, I got a couple big announcements that i'm going to be announcing very soon i'm just waiting for a few things to fall into place where i could finally share things with you guys but it's going to be some exciting stuff i know you guys are really going to love awesome yes uh and as for me i yeah i want to give a shout out to everybody that has been supporting the content on the website or, you know, whether you, you li li listening to the show live or watch it later, we appreciate your continued support. Um, definitely have like, like Mr. Google said, there's a lot of things in the works. As I've already mentioned, I'm working on a Metro Exodus review. So look for that soon on the website whenever the embargo lifts. But, uh, yeah, we do have a couple of things in the works. Some other stuff that I can't also talk about yet, but stay tuned. Some exciting things ahead. Um, and now, Gary, I will pass the mic over to you for the uh, final shout outs. Yeah, so big shouts to, um, you know, some of our Patreon supporters um, M. Collins, Mauricio Aguilar, Himdil, Fergus Mills, Miguel, Antonio Rogers, and Sean Gority. Uh, we thank you all for your continued support. And, you know, we like to treat our Patreon people very well. So, you know, once when we, we got sent a batch of the Division 2 beta codes and we made sure to just, you know, we sent all of our Patreon supporters an, an email with a code straight away without even, you know, asking or anything. Like, no questions. They just got sent a code for supporting us all this time. So, you know, we really do appreciate you guys. We also have the Anthem giveaway, of course. And, you know, if a Patreon... Uh, supporter wins that giveaway they will get you know the the legendary edition i forgot what they call it already but um yeah they yeah. will get the i think it's a uh, legion of doom yep. or dawn or something like that yeah legion of dawn. Mm -hmm. exactly yeah so you will get that copy if you are a patreon supporter and you win that giveaway you know so uh big shouts to all of our patreon people we we love you all um and you know big daddy who's also in the chat today annabelle edward you know all the people who participated in the show and uh thanks to jj for you know coming back and gracing us with his presence as well and a big shouts to the entire coalition team you know, that's pretty much it absolutely yes so thank you all for your continued support hope that you all have a great week a great Valentine's Day for those of y'all that are celebrating. And uh, we will talk I'm to y'all next weekend. <laughs> oh, I'm not celebrating either. But uh, hey, those that are celebrating, have fun. And uh, we'll talk to y'all next weekend.